gonna be just like senior year, except for funner. Hey guys, I'm Kendra. Hi, I'm Mercedes, and this week we're talking about an iconic retelling of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, She's the Man. Yes, we chose the Shakespeare adaptation rom-com because Meet Cute September series entitled Mid-Semester Night's Dream is also a Shakespeare adaptation. <laughs> Can you tell we're super fans of Shakespeare? <laughs> For real. Twelfth Night's my fave, so I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Well, guys, of course, we have to kick it off with our celebrity crush of the week. Mercedes, who are you crushing on this week? Oh, my goodness. I just saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies last week in theaters. Lee Pace <laughs> is my crush of the week. He's like oh, five. Yes. It's just amazing, you know? And like, gosh, that movie is so chaotic. I need to rewatch it again just because it was just insane. I loved it. Wait, have you heard about all the controversy around Amanda Stenberg and the New York Times? Right. Yeah. Now? Have you been following yeah. that? Yeah, I have. I love how it's like become a meme now. Like, why publicize mm. any DM? Like, I don't know. I guess I'm just a different type of person. I would never put that stuff out there like that. But that's just it's me. It's so funny. <laughs> I don't know how I got on that side of TikTok, but then all of a sudden my entire feed was just that. But yes, Lee Pace, he's so fun. And he mm -hmm. plays Lord, is it Lord Elrond in The Hobbit? I have to remember. Oh, you would know he better than so me. Good. He looks so good in The Hobbit. You would love him as it is. Okay, so I feel like Dermot Kennedy is the person I always resort back to when I'm just like, <laughs> I don't I don't know if I have a story crush this week. But the thing is, he actually is my crush this week because he has been busking all around the U.S. to raise money for charity. And that man just has an, like, an angelic voice. I don't know how he does it. Like every single night in a different city, he is busting out these That's beautiful ballads. I love him. I'm so enthralled with him. He will always and forever be my celebrity crush. So Aww. shout out to Kennedy. <laughs> we love, yeah. we truly, he comes up in every episode. In every episode, <laughs> it is time for the TLDR. We like to recap the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Warning, there are spoilers ahead. Uh, if you have not seen this, I think you can buy this movie on Amazon. Is that right? Where did you watch it, Mercedes? I rented on Amazon. There you go. There yeah. you go. Good old Amazon. <laughs> so Viola, played by Amanda Bynes, is a star soccer player at her private high school. She seemingly has a great life with her boyfriend, Justin, being the star player of the boys' team, great friends, and a mischievous twin brother, Sebastian. When her school cuts the girls' soccer team and her boyfriend makes incredibly sexist comments that lead to their breakup, it seems that her perfect world is crumbling. Viola devises a plan, though, when she learns her brother, Sebastian, will miss the first two weeks of school to go play with his band around London. She decides she's going to pretend to be Sebastian and try out for the boys' soccer team, much to the chagrin of her overbearing mother, who would much rather her be a debutante. With the help of her friends, Viola is transformed into Sebastian and ready for tryouts when she meets her roommate, Duke, played by the ever-so-loving Channing Tatum. <laughs> Together, they agree that Duke will help Viola make first string on the soccer team if Viola can get the popular girl, Olivia, to go out with him. Things get muddled, though, when Olivia actually falls for Sebastian and Viola ends up falling for Duke, and Duke knows Olivia likes Sebastian and ends up getting mad at him when he mistakenly thinks that they kissed. <laughs> when the real Sebastian unexpectedly shows back up at school, Viola has no choice but to reveal her plan to everyone, including Duke. But who doesn't like girls who are beautiful and can also kick butt at soccer? All's well that ends well. <laughs> this is a 2006 film written by the icons himself, Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith, who also wrote some of our favorite rom-coms like 10 Things I Hate About You, The Ugly Truth, and Legally Blonde. And it's also written by Ewan Leslie, who co-produced The Secret Life of Bees. And it's directed by Andy Fickman, who also did Race Witch Mountain, Paul Blot, Mark Paul Blart, Mall Cop. I can never say that. Like Paul Blot, Mall Cop. 
blah, blah, blah. And, and Kevin can wait. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me some of your facts, Mercedes. Oh, my goodness. So probably my favorite fact is that Amanda Bynes really fought to get Channing Tatum in this movie. Like she's one of the main reasons he actually got cast in it, because since he was so unknown at the time, 2006 was his year. We know that was his year. Yeah. Yeah. His breakout year. And we're so grateful for 2006 for that. But he Mm -hmm. wasn't a star yet. So the producers really needed to be convinced. And Amanda Bynes was like, the girls are going to love this guy. We need this. Yes, exactly. It's so, so funny true. because I actually, I actually read that she kind of had a crush on him during filming. So how could you not? How, <laughs> how could, could you not? not? Oh my gosh, this was like peak Channing Tatum. I mean, I don't. Oh, this was like golden year Channing Tatum. But I also, I also read that Amanda could not play soccer at all when they started filming, but she ended up doing all of her own stunts, anyways. Which is very she impressive. is so impressive. I'm going to say this a lot throughout this episode. I just think Amanda yeah. Bynes needs so much more appreciation than she gets. Because truly, mm-hmm. like, as a young comedian growing up when we were growing up as well, like, she yeah. is so special and so important. And, like, I think she just brought so much joy and entertainment to, like, the late 90s, early 2000s that she does yeah. not get the credit for. I 100% agree. The Amanda show was, like, iconic. I don't think people mm-hmm. understand how revolutionary that was. For someone of her age to do all of that. She was basically having daily SNL shows by herself, essentially. Which She was like a young millennial Carol Burnett, basically. Mm. Wow, that's a good comparison, Mercedes. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so I want to talk about all the ways that this movie is similar to Shakespeare's poems. So there are a lot, so bear with me. Okay, (laughs) so the school is called Illyria, which is the name of the country where the play takes place. Duke Orsino's character is based on Orsino, who is also a Duke. Duke's friends are named Toby and Andrew in the play, and Toby is Olivia's uncle, and Andrew is one of her suitors. And then in the play, Viola is not impersonating her brother in particular, just a man, and she calls herself Cesario, which is the name of the restaurant scene where Sebastian and Viola break up with Monique. And where Duke, Olivia, Eunice, and Sebastian slash Viola briefly double date. And then on Viola's first day at Illyria, she walks by a school theater playbill entitled What You Will. And then, oh my gosh, this is the last one, I hope. In Twelfth Night, <laughs> Olivia has a doer named Malvolio, who is in love with her. And the character of Malcolm is based on him and has a pet tarantula named Malvolio. <laughs> yes. There's so many things. Oh, mm-hmm. I love a, I love a good adaptation. Yeah, I it's know, so good. Too. And just like the little ways, because I don't know, like the first time I watched this, I had I was so young. I had never read Shakespeare. And yeah. then by the time I was reading this play in school, we got to watch it in school. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this movie's amazing. Like to know that this movie is so cool and then learn that it's actually based on Shakespeare. Iconic. Wait, iconic. where's this? You watched this movie in school, like in class? Yeah. <laughs> Are you afraid? I want to go to your school. <laughs> yeah, we read this and then we watched it. Dude, yeah, I remember being so excited, being like, we get to watch Channing Tatum for school mm-hmm. and then uh, have a quiz on Channing Tatum. I was so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Never in a million years. My goodness. Yeah. Another fact that's a little sad. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Bynes in 2018 did a paper mag interview where she explained how four to six months like after um, this movie came out, after seeing herself play a guy, she went into like a depression for a few months after just because she 
hated how she looked as a guy and it really just like I don't know like it triggered something in her mental health and yeah that's just so sad like it was so jarring for her that it was not a good viewing and I mean watching herself on screen anyway would be uncomfortable for me at least so I can't imagine when you're in full costume dressing up Mm -hmm. as something completely different than yourself I understand that I can understand how that can be incredibly hard I could imagine seeing myself I think it's interesting too because I've talked with this about my friends about how sometimes especially when it comes to dating I struggle with feeling like super masculine that's one of the things I really don't like about myself is like just masculine energy that I give off because I do want to be seen as like softer and like you know more feminine because you know you equate femininity with like beauty and things like this and I think because I feel more masculine it, it kind of skews that version myself. So I, I understand where she's coming from, but it's something that I've talked about a lot with my friends as well. Yeah, it's yeah. difficult because a lot of those feelings are projected upon you. They're not necessarily mm-hmm. in your control because they're just like societal standards that are yeah. setting the binary and you're just yeah. like stuck in the middle and you're like, I'm just being myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Guys, we're going to move over into Time Capsule Nurses, and i just like to recall where we were when we first watched the movie, which we were just saying 2006 was the year that the world was blessed with Channing Tatum. We're so grateful. Like, no one really knew who he was until Step Up, and they came in and Step Up and, like, freaking killed it. We're like, who's this white boy that can dance? Literally. <laughs> and- real, one, real ones know about Coach Carter, but he didn't oh, really have yes. a speaking role. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yes, Coach Carter. Like, gosh, okay, forget that. Yes. (laughs) I remember watching Step Up and going back because I had seen Coach Carter before and going back and watching. Yeah. Yo, that's Shank Tatum. He just like drops a couple jokes and then that's that's it. Literally. Um, It's actually so funny because I feel like on TV they always show like Coach Carter and Step Up like the same weekend. So I think for like (laughs) multiple years growing up, I would watch them side by side and I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh man, this guy, I love him. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I just feel like my eyes have been blessed since 2006. But the thing is, I don't remember where I was when I watched this because I was just too concerned with looking at how beautiful Ching Tina was. So I could not tell you where (laughs) I was. But where were you, Mercedes? Do you remember? I was in elementary school when I saw this and I, yeah, like I grew up playing soccer and I think if you're a millennial girl who also grew up playing soccer, this movie is pretty special to you and you've Mm -hmm. seen it a lot. You've seen it at soccer sleepovers. You've probably seen it on the way to away games, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. on the bus ride somewhere and Mm -hmm. you've seen it like just so many times especially like early 2000s was such like girl power like sexism is defeated by like teen girls playing soccer (laughs) so like there were a lot (laughs) and I ate it up I loved every second of those movies and it was just so great and I think like I was always a huge fan of Amanda Bynes when I was younger and I just thought she was so cool so seeing someone who I already really admired playing soccer was so cool to me and then like the fact that she lands Channing Tatum you're just like oh (laughs) my god this movie I love it and like I said I watched Mm -hmm. it one of my favorite memories is watching it in seventh grade and being so excited about it and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah and I always think of my friend Riley when I watch this because we've seen it so many times like we would quote it all the time like random quotes that aren't even iconic we were just saying them to Sam usually (laughs) Duke or Channing Tatum was a code name for my crushes in like middle school Mm -hmm. so means a lot (laughs) yeah absolutely that's so funny in 2006 I was actually starting my freshman year of high school and so I would be remiss if I didn't mention that step up 
really inspired me to continue dancing in the hopes that I'd land my own Channing Tatum. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I'll, so, uh, fun fact, real life is not like the movie Step Up. There aren't cute straight men like Channing Tatum just like joining dance teams. It's not, it's not the case. That's okay. so sad, yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not doing his community service. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's time for the Rom-Com Hall of Fame. But of course, first person is we got to roast this movie because there's kind of there's kind of a lot. Um, there is a lot. There's a lot to the point that I would almost say, like, literally everything about this movie is a roast. Like the whole premise of this movie is rooted in sexism. Um, yeah. But I want to hear your thoughts first. I completely agree with you. This movie is focused on blatant sexism. And that's so frustrating <laughs> to see it played out on the soccer field or in like the casual just like friend moments mm-hmm. between characters. But it's also just painfully the point it's trying to make in this movie and it really just drives it in like without the elevated displays of it then viola doesn't have any stakes and it hurts because it's so extreme and you don't want to see her like fighting to prove herself because that's just so despicable and disappointing and you just want to like smack her (laughs) ex-boyfriend and like that awful coach at cornwall but she also has to do it or else there's no plot so it's it's one of those things where it's like any of these athletic movies you're always seeing these women face so many trials i'm pretty sure we had the same discussion with love and basketball as well where we're like i don't want to see her have to struggle like this i don't want to see her have to go through these things but also without it what are we doing yeah absolutely okay when we talk about rose yes there's a lot that's like rooted in sexism and like gender roles but also too just like what was cool at the time like air quotes right so i think a lot of comebacks in this movie are so corny and like if someone said that I'd be like, everyone on the street would stop it and be like, what What did you just say? Like, when Jessen and Duke are about to fight, they're like, you're about to die. And then the other one's like, what are you going to do? Drown me in your tears? I think, what? <laughs> but also, too, just like, it's interesting. The scene where we first meet Olivia is actually yeah. kind of gross because she's introduced as a girl who just got out of a relationship and the guys are talking. They're literally like, if her confidence is down, it's time to pounce. And I'm just like, no, no, absolutely yeah. not. Stop right there. Don't ever think that. Don't ever say that. Absolutely not. Yeah, that's it's a terrifying comment. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, for real. My other rose is a little longer. And oh, it's it. because there's just a lot to say about gender performance in this movie. And there's been a lot of think pieces through the years analyzing how gender is portrayed here. I'm about to put my media studies cap on. (laughs) And (laughs) there's just a lot of different angles that I've seen it from. I've seen it praised in a lot of ways for the way that it somehow portrays gender fluidity through the character of Viola impersonating Sebastian. But I've also seen a lot of critiques in how it stays within like the binary gender swapping here. And I don't know. This was made in 2006. So gender fluidity wouldn't be a conversation mainstream media because it barely is now and it's 2022. Mm -hmm. And there's no singular way to be any gender. But here we see very specific performances on how to act in order to be a certain way and perceived a certain way. Mm -hmm. And as an adult watching, I often wonder what Judith Butler, like the gender theorist, would think of this movie. Because the gender binary performance is like so important to the plot and so necessary. But also it's not fun to see because I don't know, we know that 
it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and Viola's exaggerated performance of Sebastian is often critiqued because who would believe her as her brother? That's what the critique is like, oh, she doesn't look like a guy. But really, like, the better question we have to ask is like, why does Viola think that she has to perform manhood in such like a toxic way where she's talking about women in such insane ways and also talking and invalidating like the other like Duke's emotions a lot of the time mm -hmm. and teasing mm -hmm. him for that like why is that her assumed idea of like what masculinity is supposed to be and how did she learn that because she did learn that from somebody whether that be mm -hmm. family life or like whoever whatever men were in her life so that's super interesting and then along mm -hmm. with all of this is like proving your gender by displaying your physical anatomy this just wouldn't fly now because as we know gender and sex are not the same and body parts don't prove anyone's gender so at the game when they're proving that like that's such like a early 2000s type of humor being like oh i'm a girl let me show you my boobs to this whole <laughs> soccer field so i don't know there's a lot of takes here and i just wanted to bring some of them up because it's pretty interesting you know, it's interesting because the points that you bring up, there's another side to them as well, which is like this idea of homophobia yeah. along with like masculinity and gender roles. Because I think this movie really kind of leans into that whole idea of like men cannot be vulnerable, men cannot share emotions, men cannot show any type of femininity within them without them being perceived as gay or, or homosexual mm -hmm. or being softer or things like that. And I love the part where Sebastian and Duke are sitting on the bed, like talking and Sebastian's like, oh, you're you're actually a really sensitive guy. And just like that kind of like light bulb that goes off, like it's surprising. It's like, well, no, that's OK. You know, it, it's OK that he is like, it's OK that men cry. It's OK that men show emotions. It's OK that men feel things. But this movie is very much going against that of like, no, you have to you, you have to just like tough it up and just like stick it out and all of this stuff. And so it's very interesting how this idea of homophobia, what it means to, to be masculine shows up in that way as well. It is. It's so interesting. And it's also, they do turn it on its toes because I mean, the villain here is like the supposed hyper-masculine Cornwall team, you know, yeah. and like I was trying to shame Viola for so many reasons and they tease him for crying. It's like so many different angles here and yeah. it's maybe so interesting. <laughs> like that's why there's so many essays on it. Like there's so many different takes also my last roast playing mm -hmm. soccer with your hair down that's how i know this was yeah. directed by a man <laughs> give that girl a hair tie <laughs> i thought the same thing <laughs> i thought the same thing that's so, it's so annoying like every time ever since i was like 10 years old watching this i've been like absolutely not give her a, give her a pony to hold her absolutely all right guys let's talk about quotes this isn't necessarily my favorite quote but when i heard this quote i have a funny story to share with you so it's a quote when viola asked bash is like suck it up be a man Rub some dirt in it. So rub some dirt in it is a popular term that people would use to just like symbolize like toughen up, you know, yeah. like, just just push through it. I did not know this growing up. I did not hear this term until high school. So I remember in high school, I was texting my crush and I mentioned I was having a problem with something. I can't remember. But before this, like I said, I had never heard of the term like rub some dirt in it. So I told him this problem and he was like texting me back. He's like rub some dirt in it. And I responded with, yeah, you like dirty girls. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, flirty. <laughs> I guess he was like, what? Because I did not know that he meant sticking yeah. out. Yeah. 
I was like, that's so <laughs> funny. Oh my God. And I was just like, you like dirty girl. Oh, I was so bold. I said this all the time. I was so bold when I was younger. I used to say stuff like that just on the fly. I think after that, I just, so I'm like, yeah, let me just keep my mouth shut forever. <laughs> yeah. So bad. So bad. What was your favorite quote? My favorite quote is Viola's entire breakup as Sebastian at the pizza shop. And she's like, <laughs> and when my eyes are closed, I see you for what you truly are, which is ugly. And it's perfect. <laughs> also, like, I love, like... Do you like the cheese? Why, yes, I do. My favorite's Gouda. Like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> iconic, iconic. All right, so first thing is, if this movie popped up on your Tinder feed, are you swiping left or are you swiping right? I am swiping right forever. This movie is so fun. I've seen it so many times, and I still love it. Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum are such a solid comedic duo. I love their scenes together, and I think they level out like chaotic silliness with emotional sincerity in a lot of their scenes. Their career should be praised way more than they are. Like I said, Amanda mm. Bynes is someone who deserves way more credit for her work in the 90s and early 2000s. She is a comedic icon to me, and she just gave us like such amazing entertainment and is just great she was great for young people mm -hmm. um back in the day and i'm so appreciative because really her career back then is unmatched like you can't really compare it to a lot of people and yeah she just makes this movie what it is without her performance mm -hmm. it would be lacking a lot of charm and honestly i don't think it would be nearly as good or nearly as memorable and chaining tatum the like is he's just so undeniably amazing and the fact that he's so hot and like so funny <laughs> is yeah. so important to emphasize because not a lot of actors can do that and mm. i think he's a one of very few now that has that charm and also the ability to do like dramatic emotional scenes as well and then also just look like hot as hell and like yeah. i said this movie was like during the girl power era in the early 2000s and i think it's really solidified itself as an early 2000s movie and mm -hmm. i don't think you could make it today without analyzing gender performance in a much more complex way so it's become far more than just a modern shakespeare adaptation it's also become a period piece for the early 2000s so that's really fun and yeah i just i love this movie i love watching olivia prove everyone wrong and the soundtrack is so perfectly 2006 also so perfectly I've, 2006 <laughs> i have like a slight little just like thought I had while re-watching this is I think it's so interesting how much of like the work of Shakespeare who's the most well-known writer in history fits so well into the teen romance category mm. and people love to belittle the interests of teen girls and yet his famous stories function so well as adaptations to portray teen girlhood and here we see a teen girl who's denying all the ways teen girls are ridiculed, which is traditional expressions of femininity. We see her as a debutante. She's really struggling. Mm -hmm. And then she aims to play soccer oh. and succeed as an athlete, only to be shamed for that, too. Like, what do these men want from teen <laughs> girls? Like, yeah. we can't, they can't do anything. It's so annoying. You can't have it one way or the other. <laughs> it's very frustrating. First thing is, I love, I love when you go on your tangents. So basically, if this movie popped up on my Tinder feed, unfortunately, I'm just, I'm gonna be swiping left 
It's because this movie is fun. But if I was ever able to watch this rom-com again, I'd be like, okay. Like, there are some rom-coms I cannot live without, but I could yeah. live without this one just fine. If I had to narrow down my list of all rom-coms into, like, top 10, like, this would probably wouldn't make my, my top 10. But it's enjoyable, right? It's super enjoyable. So that's fine. You could go on a first date with it just for fun. Just for funsies. <laughs> and then it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. It's totally fine. <laughs> okay, guys. It's time for couples therapy. For a second, I just like to give advice on the characters, on how they can improve their relationship. And I just want to make sure I, I make this point. These are all teenagers in a private high school that live a very privileged life. Like, they're in such a small bubble compared to the bigger world. Like, these are all very high school relationships, right? Like, no one should be taking this seriously in any way, shape, or form. I don't think anyone has the maturity or communication skills to maintain a long, healthy relationship. And there's so much fighting in here because people don't know how to communicate what they're feeling. Like, leave it in high school. Leave it. It's fine for high school, but leave it in high school. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah. It's it's hard to give, like, true advice to the high school movies because so many of them, you're just like, you're a teen. Just learn. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, here, like, I just think honesty is probably number one <laughs> for this couple. <laughs> and just, like, continued vulnerability because we see at the end, Viola really assures Duke. She fell for him during the moments where he opened up to her as a roommate when he didn't know who he was really talking to. And that's such an important point that she made makes and I'm glad she tells him because it validates his vulnerability because I think immediately he felt a lot of shame there and mm. she does her best to really combat that and be like no like it is so good that you shared all that and hopefully he just continues that with her I think that's like the best case scenario he's such a sensitive like emotional guy and I think mm -hmm. leading with that instead of trying to put that wall up is really going to benefit him because man imagine he's so hot and so sensitive it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just super excited <laughs> I am. Oh, God. If, if we're talking about their love language, I would definitely say Viola is words of affirmation. She has so much confidence in who she is as a person, but she needs someone on her side supporting her as well. Like, you could tell how much it hurt her when Justin, like, said those comments that were like kind of degrading to her and she's like relationship over like she doesn't have comments to be like i know how i should be treated but what i need from you is i need you to stand by my side i need you to support me and totally. who i am and i just feel like that's really important in any relationship and then duke because he's kind of the dog in the first part of this movie like i would say physical touch but then also two words of affirmation as well he is a really sensitive guy at the heart and i think he'd be just as happy sitting and having a conversation for hours as he would be like making out with viola so yeah. There's the best of both worlds. <laughs> yes, I love that. I think Viola gives quality time. And I think she needs acts of service and quality time. I totally agree with you that she she definitely deserves more than like an insecure man. Like she needs a man who can stand on his own because she can stand on her own. Mm -hmm. um, and I think her trust builds through quality time. And I think Duke gives acts of service and needs quality time. Like, I just think all of those moments with them just one on one are really where we see this bond grow and just this trust build. Because right off the bat, like, they are not going to mesh. <laughs> and I don't know. I just think through like moments together, like on the soccer field, early mornings, or just like roommate time, like, they really come together. And I think acts of service for Duke just because, like, He's willing to put in the time to, like, train with Viola when she's playing Sebastian to really build up her skills. He seems like the type of guy that would just pull through with acts of service. And she seems like the type of strong-willed, independent woman who 
doesn't want to ask for the acts of service, but definitely it's well-deserved there. Absolutely. So, well-deserved. Yeah. Well-deserved. All right. So I have to ask you, Mercedes, does this couple last in five years? No, but this is a stellar high school romance. Like, imagine having this under your belt as like, oh, yeah, like my my ex and I had this crazy story. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. I feel like they're not going to last, but it is such a fun story to tell people on like how you met. And and I'm curious for you, do you have a cute romantic way you'd like to meet someone? I'm sure I've asked you this before, but just as a refresher. I don't think I have exactly one. I mean, I think we're similar in the way that we like daydream like cinematic meet cutes pretty often. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like anytime we've talked about like the whole airplane, you're like, I'm going to meet somebody at the airport. But like also yeah. I always look like trash at the airport. So I hopefully not. I used to come up with pretty crazy ways that I'd meet Harry Styles. In high school, oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> those are a little long winded. So we'll share them a different time. Yeah. I will say I do think I, I met my teacher husband at a wedding last weekend. So Oh my god. Okay, casual. I, casual, I know. He's really cute, kind of everything that I'm looking for. And I, I have this friend that I met in Japan like five years ago. And she got married last weekend in this small town in Germany. Mm-hmm. And me and my other friend, like all three of us met in a hostel, we went and it's her husband's brother. And I just think he is so cute and literally exactly what I'm looking for in a guy. And this was like a very small person wedding. Like they were like under 30. Oh my gosh. Uh, And we just like talked all night. And I know he's probably never going to listen to this. So I could just like talk about it freely. But yeah, he's so cute. (laughs) It's just like perfect. Have you messaged him? No. The timing is not right because um, not to spill all this business, but like he just got out of a relationship like last year. Mm -hmm. That was like, I think was pretty bad. So (sighs) just my luck, Mercedes, it's never the right timing, but you know. Okay, well, last year, (laughs) at least it's like nearing the end of this year. It's not like January. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, sometimes people need time to heal. I know after after my last relationship, I was like, I'm ready to jump back on, but like my heart was still hurting. So just want to make, I want whoever I'm going to be with, I want their heart to be completely healed before. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you updated. Yes. (laughs) It is time for Heart Throbber Says, and I just like to gush about who we had a crush on the movie. And I think we're on the same page here. We're saying this, but you tell me what you like. (laughs) Obviously, Duke is everything. Like Channing Tatum, just deserves so much more credit at being hot and charming and sensitive and sweet. And it's so mm-hmm. precious to see Duke get nervous and flustered because he's so hot. <laughs> but he's also like so soft and like he looks like he'd be like the most intimidating hot guy. Like <laughs> early 2000s Abercrombie like looks like he would bully you. But like actually he's non-threatening and like super sweet. And I love Duke and he wow changed my life. <laughs> the non-threatening part is big though, Mercedes, because I think yeah. it's so weird that we as women, like that's something that we find attractive. Like you are a man who's not threatening. Like <laughs> it's so true. Know? We Yeah, we've said it a lot on this pod and there's this clip from The Simpsons where Lisa is holding up a magazine that's called like Non-Threatening Boys Mag and I'm my friend yeah. Alyssa always sends it to me because she's like, girl, that's for real you. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just always been who I am but I mean it is such a good quality to have and I think a lot of men fall victim to like hyper masculinity in and like toxic machismo in so many ways that when you do find the non-threatening 
guys, like, it makes them so much more special because you're just like, oh, you're mm-hmm. approachable. You're, I feel safe around you. And that's all very important. Yeah. It's like a breath of fresh air, which is so refreshing. So refreshing. All right, guys, this time for Mary Smooch, Ghost, Mercedes. We have Duke, Sebastian, and Justin. Who would you marry? Who would you smooch? And who would you go? Okay, obviously I'm marrying Duke. I don't want to smooch Sebastian or Justin because mm. honestly, to me, they're both jerks. Yeah. I'm going to ghost them both. <laughs> I, I do not care for them. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I do have an answer to this, but I have to preface it first. Okay, so I would, yes, marry Duke. I would smooch Justin and I would go Sebastian. The reason being is a lot of people don't know Rob Hoffman. He is actually an incredibly talented dancer just as much as Shane Tatum is. Yeah. The actor who plays him. Like, it is incredible. Like, he's such a good dancer. Uh, he's in like, oh, what is that? Stomp the Yard, I think? No, he's no, no, no. He's, he's in the, Step Up to the Streets. Yes, yes, he is. But he's yeah. also in, what is that one with Omarion? You Got Served. You Got Served. Oh, my God. He's in You Got Served. <laughs> so does he play? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in You Got Served. He plays like the leader of the other dance. True. Yeah. That movie. <laughs> I need to rewatch that soon. It's an old one. It does not need to well <laughs> at all. But, you know, it is what it is. The fact that we have like two men who are like professional dancers. And neither of them yeah. are dancing in this movie. Like, what is this? Come on. Why did why did we not have like a dance sequence in here? <laughs> I know, yeah. just like on the soccer field. Just start dancing, please. <laughs> start dancing. <laughs> they should have a dance officer like a fight. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we always like to bring in a pop culture moment before we wrap up. Speaking of a sexy men, did you know that Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz are together? Apparently they're Yeah, together. apparently they're still together. Cause I knew that they had like a fling. Cause he brought back the buzz cut with her and they looked really cute riding bikes together in new york but i heard this week that they're still together which i thought was surprising <laughs> wait when did they start i don't even know what it was like started. last year like around this time last year so it's been a minute yeah absolutely okay i want to know who is your favorite channing tatum love interest jenna dewan jesse J, or zoe kravitz oh jenna dewan every day i mean like you yeah. can't get it like every day step She's up so special because <laughs> they were falling in love while they were filming and those are always just like the most special romance movies just because like you're seeing the love story unfold on screen and you're seeing the real life one unfold and you're just like wow like every time I watch it I'm just amazed and like I get a little emotional because I'm like wow like this turned into like such a big love yeah they had a kid (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely absolutely what is your pop culture moment so like you said before I just love how Channing Tatum and Robert Hoffman are both in this movie because they are both major aspects of the Step Up franchise. And it's just like the funniest overlap because here Robert Hoffman plays like such a weenie and he's so pathetic. And then he's so hot in Step Up 2. Like, you know, in the end when they're doing the breathing, Oh, yes. iconic. <laughs> like, yes. icon- iconic. And then in this, you're just like, go wipe your nose. I don't like you at all. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> That's so funny. Absolutely. Yes. Shout out to Rob Hoffman. Icon. <laughs> yeah. And then I just want to give another shout out to Amanda Bynes one more time. We should all show her more appreciation for the comedy she's brought us as a young star. Plus, her conservatorship was terminated in March 2022. And that is just so amazing so i just want to send her all the love absolutely 100 percent listeners we want to hear from you guys what do you think about this movie she's the man are you a fan of shakespeare is duke your crush in the movie what do you think about the switching of gender roles make sure to let us know your thoughts you can slide to our dms at me cute 
Again, I'm Kendra, and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Ken10Hollywood. Yes, and I've been Mercedes. You can find me at MercedesGV11 on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. And if you're looking for new rom-coms, follow Meet Cute wherever you listen to podcasts and follow Meet Cute on socials everywhere. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week.